0: There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. <sighs> My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he has done, and what he is doing today. You know, the bad news comes from a broken world. I'm not saying it's not real, but I know that there is another side of current events. There's the church, the body of Christ. This church is not political, and it isn't relegated to a particular part of the world. Gospel Inc. is committed to strengthening the local church, not only here, but overseas. And that church is growing. People around the world are hungry spiritually, and we are living in harvest days. Everyone loves a good harvest, and it's my privilege to tell you stories about that harvest and the national preachers laboring therein. Today's story comes from the Tamil Nadu region of India. That's southwest India, if you're like me, and not really up on Indian latitudes and longitudes. This story from India is a true story that reveals the connection of spiritual generations, where one person tells another person the gospel, and another person tells another person about Jesus Christ, and that person tells another person, That's what I mean by spiritual generations. Now, of course, not every person with whom we share the gospel receives it and passes it on. No, the effort to spread the gospel is often met with rejection or even opposition in some cases. Throughout history, and not just in India, spreading the gospel has taken sacrifice, immense sacrifice, sometimes ultimate sacrifice. And in light of that truth, The name of today's story is titled, One Died, But Many Came to Life. Jesus once said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now Jesus was not divulging an agricultural lesson to us, nor was he trying to make us better dirt farmers, though I for one would be glad to grow better tomatoes in my garden. No, Jesus was illustrating that the simple laws of science have their origin in the mind of the Creator, who also happens to be the lord of a spiritual harvest. Therefore, correlating systems and principles exist in both science, farming, and the spiritual world. Every kernel of corn poked into the earth and every potato covered by dirt represents a loss. I mean, think about it that kernel and that particular potato will not make it into the soup pot. It will not be eaten. One might say, what a waste to bury perfectly good food into the ground, except for the common knowledge that such is the process to obtain more corn and more potatoes. You plant so you can harvest. You bury in the ground so you can reap the new life. The very work of missions involves dying to self for the sake of an expectant harvest. The Christ follower believes in a life to come in a new earth, in a kingdom not made with hands. Therefore, that Christ follower is willing to lay down his life, to bury himself in the soil of toil and labor and even death in order to beckon and call more dear people to the knowledge of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. Today's story reminds me of a grain of wheat falling into the ground and dying. Gospel Inc. did not exist in 1900. Honestly, I'm not sure if Gospel Inc. could have existed because a large part of our ministry is to connect national indigenous preachers with Christians in the USA. Today, Gospel Inc. receives over 1,200 reports every quarter from different national preachers who are sharing with their sponsors the trials and triumphs of their lives and ministries. But these reports arrive via DHL or Federal Express or, better yet, through an internet service. I shouldn't have to tell you that in 1900 there was no cyberspace and correspondence from the far reaches of the globe to the Western world slow at best. A letter that sailed from China or India took six months to reach England. At the turn of the 20th century, it is doubtful if there were 1,200 national preachers serving the Lord in India when Amy Carmichael stepped into that land. Now, if you have not heard of Amy Carmichael, she was a grain of wheat that gave away her life for India. This story isn't actually about her, but missions in India and sacrifice should not be discussed with at least mentioning this godly pioneer. Miss Carmichael is best remembered for her rescue of children from the prostitution rings of the Hindu temples. But it was both boys and girls, abandoned and dying, that Amy took in and schooled and loved. Her fame grew as she wrote books and articles, and once a distant admirer wrote to Amy and asked her in a letter, what is missionary life like? Amy directly but honestly answered, Missionary life is simply a chance to die. To this godly woman, that answer was not hyperbole. It was her life. But because she had surrendered her own comforts and social opportunities, over 1,000 destitute children in India were rescued through her work in ministry. Today, in Tamil Nadu, the Indian province where Amy Carmichael worked, many churches reside. One of the gospeling sponsored men there is named Daniel Abraham. Oh, that's actually not his original name. No, he was born the son of a Hindu priest. And being the oldest son, it would befall him to follow his father's calling in the religious tradition. Pastor Abraham was originally named Murugan, after the Hindu god of war. At six years old, he contracted a disease that crippled him. By the time Murugan was eight, he was a nuisance to his family, both physically and socially. So they sent him away to a boarding school. You can imagine that Murugan's soul was crippled as well taught that one's plights are a result of karma and payment for a former life's evil deeds, India's culture did little to comfort this needy child. Neither did Murugan receive regard or respect at school among the other boys. There were the typical bullies, the typical mockings, the typical cruelty. The humiliation and handicap embittered Murugan. He could only move by crawling on his hands and knees. His father's wealth provided hire to carry Murugan from his boarding house to his school every day, but the boy felt it more like being displayed on a platter for all the street to see as he passed on a daily basis. By the time high school rolled around, Murugan had learned his role both as a student and as a cripple. He had learned how to bully himself criticize, cuss, and smoke. Murugan was not appreciated at home when he did go home for school vacations. The family was glad that he lived most of the year at the boarding school. And then one day, a visitor showed up. A visitor at the boarding house where Murugan was quartered. Friendly and kind, the visitor introduced himself. His name was Jairaj. Murugan shrugged apathetically. Jairaj meant Lord of Victory, but it was not an unusual name, and it was difficult to assess what this stranger wanted. Well, as it turned out, Jairaj was a Christian, and he wanted to share his message and his life with the boys of the boarding home. <laughs> what fun! The boys snickered and glanced at each other furtively. This Christian was a joke. When Jayaraj left, the boys mocked his message and his person. It was a way to get approval and make your peers laugh. An easy target. But Jayaraj was not only a target. He came back the next week. He returned week after week. He was serious about sharing with these boys. Good luck, (laughs) Jairaj. Your fight for these souls is an uphill battle against peer pressure, the lust of the flesh, and the grip of ancestral Hinduism in these boys' lives. Oh, how they mocked him. Sometimes behind his back and sometimes to his face. But Jayaraj was willing to die. Willing to die to his own reputation, to his own respect, to his own image, in order to lead these young men to a message of one true God and eternal salvation. Jayaraj noticed that Murugan showed little interest in listening. But unlike the other boys, Murugan could not easily escape on foot. Jayaraj knew what it felt like to be in need. As a baby, he had been thrown on a rubbish heap to die. Christ Jesus had saved him. And today, he wanted these boys to know that kind of love and purpose. Jayaraj began running errands for Murugan. Or he would go to the shop and get Murugan some snacks. Jayaraj sacrificed his time. And his money? For no other reason but love. It was an unusual message for the crippled teenager. Every Sunday evening, Raj came to the boarding house. He taught songs. He taught Bible verses. He developed personal relationships. Murugan was Hindu, remember? His father was a priest. His grandfather had been a Hindu priest. He was not interested in Christianity at all. Jairaj fasted and prayed for this boy for two years. In Murugan's last year at school, Jairaj came to him one day and pleaded with the boy to accept Christ Jesus. Murugan, can you only say these words? Can you simply state, Jesus, you came to earth for me. You died on the cross for me. Murugan stared at this crazy, persistent visitor who is now a friend. Slowly, Murugan nodded. I can say those words. And slowly... The crippled soul with the crippled leg spoke, Jesus, you came to earth for me. You died on the cross for me. And as he said those words, the tears involuntarily came. Muragán's heart was convicted by the words of his own mouth. He believed the message. And on that day, he accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. It's a great story, even if it were to end there. The Hindu priest's son making a conversion to serve Jesus Christ? But it doesn't end there. When Murugan prayed a prayer of repentance, he meant it. Today, Murugan is a pastor and a father of two with a non-Hindu name. That's right, Daniel Abraham. He is supported through Gospel Link today. That's how I know him. And since he has been supported through Gospel Link, he has planted 14 churches. You see, after his salvation, Daniel Abraham visited the Donover Fellowship. And there they prayed for him. A week passed, and he woke up at his house, and to his amazement, he could walk. His soul was new, his destiny was new, and now his legs were renewed. No wonder he sought a new name. A new name, healed legs, and a forgiven soul? My friends, that's good news. Oh, and if you didn't know, the Donavur Fellowship is the name of the ministry where Amy Carmichael used to serve. Jairaj, the missionary, the national preacher who had sacrificed to visit that boy's boarding school, the man who had given his time and money to reach mockers and scorners, and cripples like Moragon. That man was one of those abandoned, castaway babies who had been pulled from a rotting dump and placed in the arms of Amy Carmichael. Jairaj is no longer here today, but when he passed away, more than 1,000 Christians who had come to trust Christ through this man's self-denial and tireless sacrifice attended his funeral. Daniel Abraham was one of them. And Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth, the kingdom of love and love. If you are familiar with Christian history in India, you surely know about Amy Carmichael. Elizabeth Elliot wrote her biography titled, A Chance to Die. If you are interested in missions in India today, you could support a national preacher like Daniel Abraham through Gospel Link. There's a lot of political pressure and cultural persecution today in India. And the past few months have seen the crippling of COVID-19 ravage that country and its people of all levels. Our dear brethren need prayer support and financial support. If you would like to see a photo of Daniel Abraham, you may visit our website, cupofgoodnews.org. That's cupofgoodnews.org. There is actually one photo I posted of Jayaraj standing behind Daniel and his bride on the day of their wedding. If you would like to send a one-time gift to Daniel and his family, or designate a gift for him to use in his discipleship training or to buy Bibles, you may do that. If you would like to write him a letter, also do that through me. In fact, send me an email if you get a chance, dean at cupofgoodnews.org, that's D-E-A-N at cupofgoodnews.org. Let me know if you've been refreshed by good news from a far country.